Thanks, Dad. Love you. Determined. Look at him, man. He's just like not going to be stopped. He's got a crutch. He's got a go-kart, and he is rocking. So, But uh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. How are y'all doing? Good. I got to get my southern drawing because I got my hillbilly shirt on like Brad. So I had to, I just forgot my cowboy boots, but bro, I got you back, y'all. So uh, it's good to preach. So we have a little inside joke. So he does look like, what is that guy, Channing Tatum? Sorry, I shouldn't even put all this social media stuff out there. Sorry, he was he was looking fly on, on Facebook the other day. So love you, bro. Anyways, let's pray. Father, I thank you today for your goodness for your mercy, your grace. Father, I thank you that you'd help Sean to step aside and let your Holy Spirit speak and minister to every heart and life in this place today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I have to apologize in advance uh, for my message this morning. Um, I wanted it to be lighthearted and um, and come across a way that maybe you'd walk away laughing and stuff, but I just don't know if that's going to happen this morning because I really feel a sincere burden um, for something on my heart that has to do with this topic, and Pastor's been just on fire, and um, and I'm hoping that I can just continue to carry that torch this week. Um, you know, I was really moved a couple weeks ago when we did our evangelism series, and seeing the statistics and knowing that everywhere we go, whether you're shopping at Raley's or Safeway or Save Mart or Forklift or wherever you go or Walmart, one in ten people only claim a religious affiliation. And, um, and that's just really stuck with me lately is everywhere I go, um, I am encountering people that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ every day. And it doesn't matter where you are. You know, we all are in a place where God wants to use us in a greater way. And so this morning, hopefully I can speak to your heart and encourage you. And, um, and I believe today is going to be challenging for myself and, uh, and for you. So please bear with me today and, and hear the spirit of the Lord this morning. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 12 and uh, verse number 43. Um, if you wanted to put a title on this, uh, you could put the title as what you doing. What you doing? Luke chapter 12 and verse number 43 says, Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. This morning, that is what is on my heart. Is if the Lord were to walk through the doors today and stand before each one of us individually, he would ask, what have you been doing for me? That's a hard question to answer, isn't it? I've been wrestling with that over the last week. God, what, what am I doing for you? What would I stand before you with and, and offer to you as a sacrifice and, and, and a reflection of my life and my purpose here on earth? And uh, so this morning, I would like to hopefully encourage you and maybe help you fill in that blank. See, if we were to stand before the Lord today, what would you have to offer him of your life? Would he say, well done? Thou good and faithful servant. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 1 through 2 to me is a picture of what it means to be a faithful steward to God. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present part of your life and what part you choose as a living sacrifice. Sundays are holy and Sundays are the day that are acceptable to God and that would be reasonable for me. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present all of your life as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but what? 
transformed. When, when God gets a hold of your life, it's going to change. And I think the hardest part is dying to myself. Dying to what Sean wants and what God wants. But he goes on to say that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This morning, what is good and what is perfect for you? Is it just pieces and parts of your life? Because I was sharing in first service. Last night, we were at the dinner table, and I'm not trying to gross you out. But when you read the Old Testament, they talked about sacrifice. And, and when they offered stuff up, there, it was disgusting. You guys would run out of here today if we did sacrifice like they did in the Old Testament. I mean, they brought it, and they flayed it open, and the blood ran off of the altar and down, and, and they walked through it, and, and they burned it. Because, I mean, it was, it was a horrific. I mean, you, today we're like, that, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. You know, it's like crazy. And last night, I, I was eating dinner. We were having chicken, and, and Jake's eating, and I'm enjoying. It was so good. Like, I'm like, man, this is really, like, we're out this new marinade, and we're enjoying it. We're all like, this chicken is amazing. And then Jake, in, in, his, in his just awesomeness, goes, Dad, what is this, like a kidney or something? <laughs> Done. And then Becca is like, look at this tendon. And I'm like... I'm done. Give me the corn and forget the rest, right? I'm just like, when, and I said all that because <laughs> sacrifice is not pretty, okay? It, you see the, the good and the bad, and, and when it comes to our lives, he's asking us, are you willing to, to expose everything to me? Or are you just going to keep parts and pieces and give me some and keep the rest for yourself? And when it comes to being a faithful, good steward, I can't keep anything for myself. To me, this scripture is the perfect picture of stewardship. There is a way this morning that we think we should live, and there is a way that God thinks we should live. Now, I'm not asking you all this morning to sell everything, become, you know, you know, just walk the earth and, and do that. But I'm going to give you some keys to how to more effectively live your life on purpose here on the earth today. But there's a way that we try to justify what we do for the Lord. We fill in the blanks with statements and questions like, well, I'm a good person. I was a good dad. I, I attended church regularly, I, or at least once a month. I, I was, I gave, I, maybe I wasn't a tither, but you know, I did my best. I gave him, you know, what I had left. Um, I taught maybe a class to the kids once in a while. Maybe you do it all the time. You know, we, you know, we find ways to fill in the blanks of what is holy and acceptable and right before God. But, but he didn't ask me for just elements of my life, right? He asked us to be a what? A living sacrifice everything sacrifices there's nothing left it's all consumed when they offered up that sacrifice it was the tendons it was the kidneys it was the bones it was everything given to god sorry that's graphic this morning when you look at your life are you fulfilled and doing what god has put in your heart you know, I watch people today, and I've been saved long enough now I can speak from a little bit of experience, but uh, why do marriages fail? You, you can fill in the blank. We all have different perspectives. Why do people change churches? 
Some for good reasons, some for bad. Why do we look for new relationships, friendships? You know, we make fun of the kids because they got a new best friend every week. And us adults, we have a hard time making any friends because nobody's good enough for us. Why do we get so easily offended? Sorry, this is getting in your dirt this morning. I believe it's because there's something unfulfilled within us. See, if, if, if I'm not being used for God, I'm always going to be searching for something to fill what only God can fill. See, God, God formed and fashioned me in his image, and he destined me for a purpose on the earth. How many of you guys believe that? Then, you know, but why are we so distracted by all of these superficial things? When if I would just get connected with the one who created us and made us, I would find my fulfillment. See, for me, what began to resonate in my heart as I was studying and praying is one of the greatest aspects of who God is in my life is the joy and the peace that it gives me. Amen? But on the flip side, as a believer, one of the greatest things that gets attacked is what? My joy and my peace. And all of you are like, I'm happy. Well, you should look in the mirror, right? Like, I'm being silly. Come on, smile. Loosen up this morning. Loosen up. Come on, we got to exercise. Smile. It takes more to smile than to frown. I've got to make some friends here. Smiling. Dana, smile. There you go. And uh, <laughs> messing with her. But think about it. If, if one of the greatest aspects of who God is in my life is joy and peace, when I walk in what he's called me to do, joy is abundant. When I walk in my talent, peace is abundant. If you're struggling with joy in your life and struggling with peace in your life, I would ask you today, back to that same question, what are you doing for him? Because if, if I'm doing for him, my spirit is going to be fulfilled. When I'm not doing for him, I'm unfulfilled spiritually. I'm looking for friends. I'm looking for a new church, looking for a new pastor, looking for a new worship team, looking for new this, new that, new marriage, new new car, new job, new house, new kids, new blah, 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 right? Because, because I'm not doing what God put in me, therefore I'm unfulfilled and I'm lacking what only God can give. Sorry, that's a, that's a hard one to think about this morning. So how do we find ourselves good and faithful before the Lord this morning? I like fruit. How many of you guys like fruit? I grew up um, in the upper Midwest, Montana, and uh, we didn't have what you Californians had, and uh, it was more expensive to get. So I grew up on apples and oranges and maybe a banana if they were in season. Now fruit's like in season year-round, right? And uh, we didn't just grow up on any apples. We grew up on, they call them red and delicious but there's nothing delicious about them. They are spongy. They are bitter. And it's a ploy to trick you. There is really good apples out there. I grew up all my life till I was almost 20 years old thinking that that was an apple. That is not an apple, okay? That is a ploy of Satan to trick me, okay? There are good apples in the world today. But I, I grew up living on these things and then I moved here, man, that fruit's in abundance, right? And uh, so this afternoon, I would like you to begin to think about your life like fruit, okay? The Bible talks about us as a tree, bearing fruit, all those things. But the biggest challenge for us when it comes to being used by God is the fact that you may be an apple, you may be a banana, 
a kiwi, a pomegranate. I can actually say that this service. Here's what happens, though, is we're not satisfied being the apple. We want to be the banana because everybody loves bananas, right? Everybody said amen. Not everybody likes a kiwi, but there's something unique about a kiwi. But the pomegranate, these are like, this is like gold. These things, when I was growing up, we never had these because they were like $10 for one, right? Here, they're still kind of expensive, but you can at least have them every once in a while. But the problem with us as believers is we spend our life comparing and discrediting. And the Bible says in Psalms chapter 139, he says, for you form my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Every single one of these pieces of fruit has a unique purpose. You know, if you really get into it, each one does something, excuse me, something special. My wife likes to research stuff, and, and she was talking about, like, vegetables and fruit and, like, their shape or their color, like, how it benefits your body. I don't remember what they all are. I should have done my homework, but it's really unique how different things do different things for your body and provide different things because each thing is specifically designed and unique for a purpose. And then he goes on to say, marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. There's some of you today that need to get your eyes off of the banana, eyes off of the kiwi, and eyes off of the pomegranate, and rest in the fact that God made you an apple. And he's doing it in secret for a reason. See, we are chasing after things that God never intended for us to be. Trying to be something he never created you to be. And what he's doing in the secret place that we're going to get to in a minute is the very thing that will show you what this was purposed for in the earth. But so many times we lose heart in the secret place and begin to discredit what God has created us to be because we want to be somebody else. And then he goes on to say, and he skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance, being yet, you can have it in a little bit, Jessica, being yet unformed, and in your book they are all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God, how great is the sum of them. In order to be found good and faithful steward, stop comparing your life to everybody else. Stop discrediting what God has made in you compared to what he's made in somebody else. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 6, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Not blessed are those who try to be somebody else. Amen? What are we chasing today? See, I, I think a lot of it comes down to we're not really... caught up in comparing because we have an issue with God. We're caught up because we're trying to prove something to everybody else. And we see the, the kiwi getting attention. And we think, man, I wish I was a kiwi. Look at how much attention the kiwi's getting. Come on. Do I have some friends this morning? And, and here's what's even worse. You've got to stop listening to people. You've got to stop listening to people's perception of you. Because if you were to, to do some research... 
and and find out about an apple, there's a lot of people that say an apple is a pointless fruit. I think that that is the biggest lie ever because a little peanut butter and a little Nutella and you've got the most delicious, healthy Reese's peanut butter apple cup you've ever had in your life. There is purpose to an apple, all right? Don't listen to the naysayers. But that's what happens is we begin listening to people's opinions and people's input and people's perceptions instead of listening to what the word of God says. Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 10 says, I am not trying to please people. I want to please God. The only way you'll ever be secure in the skin of your apple is if you stop worrying about what people think. How do I stand before God and hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful steward? Is when I get comfortable in my own skin. And I begin to allow God to flow through me and be in me what he created me to be and use me to touch people's lives. And I'm going to kill this fly tonight. We're going to have a sacrifice on fly tonight. (laughs) Number one, you got to stop comparing. Number two, you got to recognize that you got the goods. You got to recognize that, that you got the goods. There is no craftsman that ever builds something and goes, wait a second, now what am I going to do with this? God did not form and fashion the earth. He did not look at everything we behold in its beauty and its glory and its splendor and all that God has done. He did not create it all and go, wait a second, how is this all going to work? Right? He wasn't sitting around one Friday night bored because there was nothing on TV going, I'm going to play with some mud and make some, oh, look, it looks like something. Let me breathe life into it. Oh, no, it's alive and living and talking and breathing. i got to figure out what to do with this thing. That's not the way God works. Everything he has created, just like David said, he made it for a purpose. He made it. You may be in your secret place right now going, God, I don't know what you made me for. Just stay in your secret place. Stay there until God reveals it to you. Stay there until he shows you, but don't stay there for the rest of your life. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that what? That we should walk in them. God has already prepared the purpose of this apple. He's already prepared the purpose of this kiwi, and I need my assistant this morning. Please, sir. Everything that God is asking of you to do is already on the inside of you. There is nothing. Don't worry about him. I know he looks nice today. He's got his fancy shirt on. Do you see these things? He's got like silver lining in his shirt. I am highly distracted right now. The creator never creates and goes, what am I supposed to do with this? I'm not a skilled craftsman, but there are some people, I'm not, I'm not boasting on Cecil, but he built these things for the gym, the divider walls by the bathrooms, and, and this isn't something glorious, but to me, I was very impressed. He comes in, and he just starts screwing all of these random pieces together, and it all fit perfectly. I'm like, how did you do that? Like, But he went home, and he built it, pre-cut it all, and then brought it to the gym. He didn't pre-screw it all together or anything. He like, you are amazing, sir. And he's got a talent. And he's like, he made it, and he came, and it all like fit perfectly together. 
But he didn't go home and go, you know what? I'm going to make something. Oh, divide. Oh, I got to find somewhere to put these dividing walls I just made. I got to figure out what, what am I supposed to. That's not what the craftsman does. They see a need and they build something to meet the need. When God created fruit, he created it on purpose. It has a purpose. Each thing has a unique purpose. Oh, you didn't skin it this time. That was so beautiful. I know. I, I'm sorry. I know people don't want to. We'll keep it between you. I got you, bro. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 1 says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellency of speech. A lot of times we discredit what God can do through us because we don't think we're skilled enough. We don't think we're smart enough. We don't think we're talented enough. We don't think we have what it takes. But can I tell you this morning, you have the goods. Look at what God did through Paul. I did not come to you with excellency of speech or at the wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you. I don't care who's an apple. I don't care who's an orange. I don't care who's a banana. I came in demonstration and the power of God. He goes on to say, I was with you in weakness. I was with you in fear. I was with you in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with the pervasive uh, persuasive words of human wisdom. But in demonstration, oh, God help, Jesus' name. But in demonstration of the Spirit and a power that your faith should not be in Sean, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. God is not looking for superheroes in the earth. He's looking for willing and obedient vessels to flow through. Paul's like, I'm not the one. I'm, I face everything you face. I face all the challenges you face. I got kids. I got a, I, not, I don't want to say this in a bad way. I got kids. I got a house. I got all these things. I face the same struggles. That's what Paul's saying. He goes, look, it works. It's been working for 2,000 years. There's nothing new. Yeah, the buildings look different. The chairs are more comfortable. The cars are nicer, right? We got gasoline instead of camels, all these things. But man has not changed. I came in demonstration of the power of God. The reason we've fallen for misguided talent is because we have not spent time with the one that distributes our marching orders. We spend more time trying to connect with people that we think will produce the power. My goodness. The apple will never make the kiwi an apple. The banana has no ability to turn the apple into a pomegranate. And yet we, as humans, think, if I could just get a little closer to Nick, I'm going to be like Nick. And then all the good things that he does, I'm going to do. But God didn't create me to be him. He is far better looking than me. But he's got his unique talents. He's got his unique abilities. He's got his unique gifts. Just like I have my unique gifts, my unique talents. I have to stop chasing after being somebody else and start going, God, what have you asked me to do? God, what have you created in me? If you're going to stand before God and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, you got to start being an apple instead of an orange. You got the goods. Second Peter chapter one verse. You guys are a lot more awake. If that's proper English. 
You guys had a whole pot of coffee where we had one or two cups for service. Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 2, pastor's been reading this the last two weeks, grace to you and peace multiplied in the knowledge of God, seeing that his divine power has granted unto us all. How much? What are you lacking? What are you lacking? Why aren't we doing? Hmm. Tricked you. Why are we outnumbered? Why is only 9% of El Dorado County claiming any form of a religious affiliation? What are we lacking? Are we misguided in our talents? I'm serious. I'm so fired up because I am sick of the enemy taking over what God has promised to his people. This morning, walking in your talent is the sum total of what you've put into it. Some of you are going, I don't know what my talent is. I'm going to give you the secret right now. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 37 and verse number four, we use this verse all the time. God, if I say I love you, you'll give me everything I want. God, if I just come to church on Sunday, you'll answer every prayer. God, if I sing on the worship team once a month, you'll, you'll give me the desires of my heart. God, if I give you a tip on Sunday, you'll give me the desires of my heart on Monday. God, you'll make a way where there seems to be no way because, God, I gave you a little bit here and a little bit there. The Bible says delight yourself. in We love this verse, don't we? We love this verse because it says he'll give us the desires of our heart. What's in your heart? Depends what heart you got. You got your heart? (laughs) Or do you have the one that was sacrificed? Because, see, when I take delight... You know, we were talking about marriage. They're going to do the marriage class. And, and I know, what we've, I've talked about this in the past, but you know what? The more I delight in her, my beautiful wife, stunning, gorgeous, rocks my world. She's amazing. The more I delight in her, the more I want to do for her. It's not about what she gives me. It's got to be what I'm giving to her. And this verse, he says, delight yourself in the Lord. You can't be delighted in God if you never spend time with him. There's a lot of people that are calling things God that are they God. See, if I delight myself in the Lord, he'll give me the desires of my heart, because the more I fall in love with him, the more he changes everything about who I am. Amen? Because I'm willing to give it all to him. I have nothing left to hold on to. God, it's all yours. Because God, I want to stand before you one day and hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. This morning, I want to ask you, what are you holding on to? You have everything that is needed. The Bible says, moreover, it is required in stewards that what? A man be found faithful. Faithful to what? Faithful to the one thing that remains. The Bible says that heaven and earth 
will pass away. Everything we're living for is going to pass away. There's only one thing that remains. His word. You can't call it God if you can't find it in scripture. All right, happy note. Last one today. Sharing is caring. Sounds fun, huh? So when God created this fruit, I got to read this verse. First Peter 4.10. As each one of you has received a gift, minister it to one another. Wait a second. It's not about getting anymore, is it? That was one of the, the greatest things that I experienced when we did the backpack giveaway at the, at the gym. I was blown away. As we are handing out and, and being love to our community, being a blessing to people, do you know how many families came up and thanked us and said, thank you so much. You don't know how much this has helped our family. But this is the best part. How can I help next year? But yet, the enemy advances his camp when we keep what God has done in us to ourselves. Sharing is caring. He says, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. I don't deserve to be an apple. I don't deserve to be a kiwi. I don't deserve to be a banana. I don't deserve to be a pomegranate. But it's because of his grace and what he has done in my life do I get to walk in the ability to receive from him and be a distributor of what he's done in me to the people in the earth today. Remember that question? What you doing? Are you being a distributor of God's goods in the earth today? So why is darkness prevailing? I believe it's this thought right here. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse number three. The preparation of the heart belongs to man. It's on us to prepare. It's on us to seek God. It's on us to spend time with the Lord. It's on us to delight in him. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. I think that's why darkness prevails right now. Because what we think is right is coming from our own eyes. And there's something that God is asking of us, church. I believe that can't be right in our eyes. It has to be right according to his word. But the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Have we allowed our vocation to become our mission? Instead of our vocation being a place to live out our mission. We go through our day, Monday through Friday. Some of us even on Saturday, making a living, putting a roof over our head, 
And we come on Sunday and we receive from God. But we don't see that that place of vocation is the very place that God has put you to live on mission. You got to work. Paul, I'm a tent maker. Right? What, what did Paul do? He was a tent maker by trade and an apostle by night. <laughs> Amen? He, he had to work to pay the bills, provide, but he lived on mission each and every day. I want to ask you today, what you doing for the Lord? As I think about this fruit today, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 10, it says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. You know, through the New Testament, lots of, there's a lot of references to our lives being like a tree. John, I think it's 14.2, talks about my father is the vine dresser and we are the branches where the branch doesn't bear fruit, he prunes away, right? We are trees and we're called to bear fruit, correct? What is the fruit for? Is the fruit to benefit the tree? Is, is the gifts, talents, and abilities in you to produce for you? Is it so that I can build this great life? So that I could have something to compare to everybody else? Here's the beautiful thing about God. Is fruit in its absolute natural stage, we did our research, we looked on the web, Abraham Lincoln said, believe every, don't believe everything you read on the internet, but I think this is factual. Some of you will get that later. In order for it to actually be classified as a fruit, correct, Becca? It has to have seed within it, right? So fruit in itself has a purpose. This kiwi has a purpose. But also within this kiwi is the ability to reproduce after itself. So not only, see this, if you bear bananas, you may bear apples, you may be a financier, you may be a worship leader, you may be a children's worker, you may be um, a missions outreach, you may be a, um, an evangelist, you may be a missionary, you may be, you fill in the blank. My role when it comes to the kingdom of God is to bear fruit. But the fruit that I bear is not for my own consumption. Ooh, that one's sour, bitter. You should have picked a better one. That'll wake me up in a minute. How many of us, hmm, I got to be careful how I say this, hear my heart. Are we consuming our own fruit? Are we eating what's not supposed to be ours? The, the tree doesn't need the fruit it bears to survive. Because everything we need is already in us. If you're lacking joy, if you're lacking peace, if you're lacking purpose, I would ask you this morning, are you eating your own fruit? 
Are you partaking of what is not supposed to be yours? I can't quite honor God because fill in the blank. I don't have time because fill in the blank. I can't do for the Lord because blank. What are we consuming? The Bible says in James, he says, they, they, you ask and you ask amiss because you're just going to consume it on your own less. Sorry, I told you, forgive me this morning. I know this is hard. But the fruit was never intended for the tree, but for the benefit of others. The fruit contains the life and the seed to generate more. When my talents are used for God, I bear fruit for others to receive and to multiply into someone else. Not only does this fruit contain nourishment, but it also contains the ability, if I give this to Aiden this morning, not only does it contain refreshment, nourishment, but it also contains the ability to reproduce more through him. Think about your life for a moment. Our careers are great. Our families are awesome. But what are you doing for the Lord? And that's a hard, I, I, trust me, I'm going, God, what do I have to offer you right now? God, what, what would I stand before you today and say, God, are you pleased? God, are you, are you happy with what my tree is producing? God, are you happy with the lives that are being touched through me today? I don't know how else to say it, but stop eating what is for others. Stop partaking of what is not for you. You want more joy in your life? You need more peace in your life? Be a tree that freely gives. Be a tree that flows with fruit and abundance. Be the one that God can just distribute his favor and his blessing in the earth. Be the one that God's mercy can flow through, that salvation can flow through. When was the last time you prayed the salvation prayer with somebody. God have mercy on me today. If the worship team would come back. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11. Everything God does and desires to do through us is to restore humanity back in relationship to him that we would spend eternity with the father the very core of everything we do day in and day out should be about restoring humanity back in relationship with the father Every time God produces something in your life it is so that people can be connected to eternity Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 24. There is one who scatters and yet increases all the more. And when I talked about your joy and your peace being attacked, there is one who withholds what is justly due and it results only in want. The generous man will be prosperous. And he himself will be watered. Nobody probably wants a kiwi today.
I think a lot of times we hang on because we see maybe what God's doing through somebody else and go, man, I don't, what good is, is, is my apple when, when God, that guy's distributing pomegranates. I mean, look at all the seeds in his, look at all the fruit that's being produced through him. God, what good is, is my tree? God, what good is my fruit? Because look at what you're doing from somebody else. We got to stop comparing. You got to recognize that what's in you is for a reason. Don't worry about what people think. Don't worry if, if somebody else's looks bigger, better, shinier, brighter, has a bigger stage, a smaller stage. Live to please God. Live for the king. Live for eternity. Because what God is producing in you is not for you to sit and keep to yourself, oh, church was so good today. I'm so glad. I just needed that so much. I just need to get to church on Sunday. I just need God. I just need, I just, God, I just fill me up today, God. Listen to us. Me, me, me. When do we graduate from fill me to God? Use me. God, I want to be a distributor of what you've done in my life. God, who, who, needs, who needs fruit today, God? God, who, who should I distribute your goods to today, God? And we walk through the earth and we say, God, who do you want me to be love? Who do you want me to distribute what you've done in my life? As I've received mercy, God, who needs mercy? The greatest moments of my life is when I walk through the earth and I go, brother, here's what God has for your life. Partake. Go ahead. It won't hurt you. It's holy. We're in the church. It's good. Sanctified. We go, God, who else? And when you begin to see others partake of the goodness of God, don't, why are you guys afraid? Come on, just grab something. Jeez. I don't care. You're messing up my illustration. <laughs> Jessica wanted the apple. Give, take something else. It's bitter. Don't do it. The greatest moments of your life was you walk to the earth and not just to see, here's what we do. We get in our little Christian circles. Jessica, I love her. She's like my daughter. And we take our goods and we sit in our little circle. Here, Jess, here's your apple. Oh, didn't that feel good today? Isn't God so good to us, Jess? He hears our cries. You sent me a text and I got it on my iPad. Isn't God good? He meets every need of our lives. I hope the world knows how good God is. And we sit and we consume our fruit on ourselves. I'm not trying to pick on her. It's a great illustration. She heard the Holy Spirit. I want to ask you today. Is he going to look at you? And is he going to say, well done. Thou good and faithful steward. Have you distributed what God gave you. Come on, you got all them kids. You need all the nutrients you can get, sister. <laughs> Just save me half a banana. Are you, what do you want, Dad? You're texting me? Which one do you want? You want a banana or a kiwi? <laughs> Being silly. What's God put in you, church? What's God asked of you? It's already in the inside of you. All you got to do is delight in him. 
Spend time with the Father. Spend time in his word. Say, God, develop me in the secret place. If I got to hide in a cave, if I got to duck for my life, if I got to run from the enemy, God, develop in me what you've called me to accomplish. Would you bow your head this morning? Amen. The generous man will be prosperous. The generous man will be prosperous. And he who waters will himself be watered. This morning, are you missing something? Amen, girly. Sing it. She's like, whoa, preacher talking to me. Are you struggling? Are you hurting? Is it never enough? Maybe it's time for you to graduate and start giving. Maybe it's time for you to begin to find your talents and begin to say, God, I don't care if I'm five years old or if I'm 500 years old. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to begin to walk in what you've called me to accomplish in the earth today. Help us today, Father. I have found there's no greater joy than being the one that God uses to flow through. The greatest fuel you'll ever add to your life when you're lacking joy. When you're lacking peace is if you'll just begin to water somebody else's life. Let's not be the people that consume what is for others but let's be a people that live for the advancement of the kingdom. Let's live to prove what is good and acceptable. To hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful steward. As I close this morning, who's that person in here today? You're unfulfilled. You don't have joy. You don't have peace. You're hurting. You're broken. You think nothing could change? Can I tell you I was the most miserable, broken person on the inside before Christ saved me? I didn't look it on the outside. I put on a great mask. But on the inside, I lacked what only God could give. But I began to eat from the tree of life. And he began to fill my heart. He began to fill my spirit with what only God can fill. Nobody looking around for a moment. Who's that person today that needs a touch that only God can give? You've searched, you've looked, you, you're, you're hiding, you're running, you're, you're asking God, when's it going to change? Can I tell you the day that I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ, everything began to change. If that's you today, friend, and you've been eating from the wrong tree, You've been chasing all these things on the outside. But your life is still full of void, full of hurt, full of pain, lacking joy, lacking peace. Today's your day to receive from our Savior, Jesus Christ. If that's you, could you just raise your hand and say, Pastor Sean, that's me. I need Jesus to save me. Amen. Thank you. I need, I need something to change in my life. Anybody else? Amen. Thank you.
God, I thank you today. Father, I thank you today that nobody would leave here feeling defeated. But God, I have prayed and asked that by your spirit, God, you would impart in us a hunger and a passion for what pleases you. God, if there's something that is keeping us from what you've called us to do, God, that we would sacrifice it. God, that we would lay it at your altar. God, that we would surrender every aspect of who we are. That our bodies would be a living sacrifice. Because God, there are people everywhere we walk that have not received the grace and mercy that we have received. God, today, help us. Forgive us of consuming the fruit that was never intended for us. But God, help us to be distributors of what is good and what is right in the earth today. Would you all pray just this prayer? Two hands went up. Say, Heavenly Father, today, I come to you and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, to cleanse me and to make me new. Today, September 20th, 2015, I ask Jesus Christ to be the Savior of my life. And from this day forward, I'm going to do my best to give it all to him. Lead me, guide me, and fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You know, I want to do something this song I thought was just so profound and powerful. I'm going to ask the band just to sing it for a moment, and, and I would ask you, to reflect. Most of us in here would call ourselves believers. Most of us believe that heaven is our eternal home. But what if each one of us got serious about the fruit that he's asked us to distribute? What if we got serious about asking him, God, what is my talent? What is my purpose? What is for me to accomplish in the earth today? I'm going to ask you just to have a moment and reflect on that. As they sing this song, and then we're going to take our offering for Pastor Sue after we're done. So just please, if you want to stand to your feet, you can kneel at your seat. You can come to the altar. Just ask God. Say, God, show me what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Amen. Go ahead, guys.
Thank you, Lord God. Now, Father, we thank you today. The God you've put in us everything that is needed to be what you've called us to be in the earth. So, Father, we ask you to flow through us in greater ways. Not in here, but out there. God, let lives come across our path that need 
Jesus to touch their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We just want to take a moment and prepare an offering for Pastor Sue. I love mom and she does so much. The Bible says to honor those that labor to do and to serve. And I know many of us have been blessed by what she does week in and week out for our church. And so if you'd like to sow a special offering into her life for her birthday, we want to give you time to do that. I'm just going to let the band play. And if you need an offering envelope this morning, you can raise your hands and the ushers are all over and they will give you one of those and they'll stand at the back with the buckets after they're done. And uh, thank you so much for your faithful support of our ministry and all that God is doing in the earth. Amen. And then if you're a server for the dinner, we have a meeting. Is it in here, Pastor? In here. So if you're going to help with the dinner, if you could stick around. But the ushers will have the offering bucket in the back. So if you want to drop your birthday offering in the back for her. Father, we thank you today for your church. Help us to distribute the fruit and the earth today. In Jesus' name, come on, go out with victory. We'll see you Tuesday night. Do something to change somebody's life. In Jesus' name. I can get all the men that are helping serve, and we'll meet right up here in this section right here. So if you're a server and you're here, we need to meet right up here, and we'll jump into this and get you out of here real quick. All of our servers, all of our helpers, come right up on up here. Hallelujah. You helping us? You're the man.